Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. just returned from hell so is hangman page the devil i'm ollie davis i'm joined by luco and dad welcome to the wrestle talk podcast review of aew dynamite the go home show to winter is coming if you haven't already please plus 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 the thumbs up button plus the subscribe button if you haven't already plus the comment button down there to leave your thoughts on the show and plus send in your thoughts to wrestletalk.com forward slash support for the Omega chats. We'll read out every single one of them over five US dollars before the end of the show. And today's episode, the best way to support us is by going to check out our friends at Geology who are kindly sponsoring this episode. There's a link in the video description down below. And if you use our promo code WRESTLE70, you can get 70% off your free trial set. Your trial set, rather. Um, Go to Geology, click the link in the description, or look at this, this right here. This is the future. It's a QR code. You scan that, it will take you directly to it. You fill out the form and it will send you, it will pick out for you your specific skincare routine. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. But first off, this was genuinely my favorite thing on the whole episode, an episode I really enjoyed. I think AEW are actually on a low-key hot streak right now. What they're saying... Ollie, what the kids are saying on the internet, on the Twitter machine, the feeling's back. Oh, really? Because I would say the feeling isn't back. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're really good. There's just something missing. And I, I get it. It's probably something to do with momentum or that magical it thing. Like, it's really good TV, but it's not like clicking with me the same way it was a year and a half ago. I'm just telling you what Twitter keeps telling me. But in the terms feeling of... feeling is back. In terms of the product they're putting on screen, I think it's... You know, the problem's now with me, if anything. Uh, but the, yeah, this this was Renee. She's about half an hour into the show. Renee's outside MJF's dressing room, and she's waiting to do an interview with him. When Hangman Page walks into shot, first time we've seen him since he lost to Swerve at Full Gear. And he quickly just says, like, oh, yeah, I kind of travel because I had my head smashed in with a cinder block. It's a pretty good excuse right there. Mm. I like that they tied up that, that loose end. Yeah. And then he 
He cut a promo on Swerve. Yeah, what he effectively did was say, like, look, I know this is Max interview time, but if you if you need an interview, I can do one right now. Just like just quite politely to be like, oh hey, you know, I can I can chat if you if you need to fill time on the show, I can I can talk. And yeah, he cut this promo on Swerve by being like, it, this is not over. Like you broke into my house, you cut a promo on my kids, and I I took something from you in that match. Like you are not the same as you once were. And this is not over. So th- this becomes really, really fascinating when you look at this bit of text through the lens of what came 30 seconds later. Because I, you know, he says this stuff, cool, that's, I didn't even think about, well, what did Hangman take from Swerve? I didn't, whatever. Blood. Uh, blood. blood. He, drank. He, he drank, he literally drank his blood. Yeah. And he also said how you didn't beat me clean. You know, you needed Brian Cage and the embassy to interfere on your behalf. But later on, just a spoiler, MJF accuses Hangman of being the devil. First off, wow. Yeah. Hadn't even thought of that. In this same segment, it should be said. So like Hangman's, you know, he kind of finishes cutting his promo. In this time, Max has left his dressing room to do the promo segment that he was booked for, the interview segment he was booked for with Renee. And just is kind of like, all right, you done? And Hangman was like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm done. You know, you can have your interview now. I don't want to step on your toes. And then Max just goes like, I'm going to have to wake everyone up after that boring promo. And Hangman just sort of walks back into frame being like, sorry, have we got, have we got a problem? You got something to say to my face. And both of them just cut promos on each other, which was my accomplishment is bigger than your accomplishment. Mm. Or, the Miz style. Yeah, or much better. any accomplishment that you've done, it's because of something that I did for you. Or while you were doing that, I was doing this. Yeah, it's like uh, Max won the diamond ring. Oh, I beat you, Hangman Page. Or Hangman Page is like, I was a world champion before you. Yeah, well, it only lasted six months. Really nice back and forth. And it gets to Max saying, well, I think you're the devil. And then Hangman says, well, no, I think it's obviously you, Max. Yeah. And then you're like, wait a sec. I've never thought about Hangman Page being the devil. He has just done a whole promo where the whole point is taking someone to hell, which is his his realm, apparently, Hangman Pages. He drank that guy's blood. He did. <laughs> his name is the Hangman, yeah. which is kind of like a Old Westy style for the Grim Reaper. And then in that promo, which I didn't even realize until I read back my notes, I took something from you, Swerve. He took his soul? Well, what, what um, else I, could it be? I don't know. Like I, I thought I was... took a bit of you. You even said it yourself. He yeah. took a bit of yeah. Swerve's like swagger away in that match. Yes, so although Swerve's doing quite well for himself in the uh, the Gold League, working out for him. Yeah, yeah. It's actually, <laughs> anything take more of my soul, it gets me more wins. But that deal with the devil that maybe Swerve made is yeah. that Hangman also lays out, "I will never let you get what you want most," which is the world title. So yeah, Swerve, you have been elevated by me. But I've taken something from you, and that means you'll never get what you truly want. Mm. I think they are they are laying out a lot of really nice poetic justifications for Hangman Page to be the devil. I think it's a red herring. Uh, it, this is a Richard herring um, <laughs> for, for a multitude of, of reasons, I think. But what I also enjoyed about this is that all of a sudden we've now got a new name of potential devil people that we didn't have a week ago. Leading into the show, it's, uh, it's Adam Cole, it's Roderick Strong, it's Kyle O'Reilly, Britt it's Baker. Britt Baker, <laughs> it's Jungle Boy, it's Jack Perry. 
now all of a sudden we've got oh there's hangman page mm. hangman page is all, he's now got a photo up on the board with some red string being sort of you know attached to things and during the the tag match that we were supposed to get of samoa joe and mjf versus the devil's masked men Ooh. it didn't happen because mjf was taken out backstage with a beer bottle <sighs> bum 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 hangman usually drinks the red cups the plastic cups with beer in. What did he uh, drink? But that's not that? very. Yeah, but yeah, he's back. On that the, won't hurt you that much. He's back on the source again, though, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Since joining the elite, he's been drinking again. Mm-hmm. So I, I like that they've just sort of set up this idea of like, huh? You hadn't thought of this one, had you? Uh, on a, so what do you feel about Hangman potentially being the devil? If it's if it it's revealed to be <laughs> Hangman, I think you would have just done it without the teasers there. Mm. Um, but it's, but, it's, but, but you yeah. like how do you feel about that if he was revealed he's not, he's not a heel like, he's too he's too much of a blue-eyed baby face as hangman page i don't think you can get a crowd to boo him hmm. so i don't know if i love the idea of it being hangman page i love the idea of setting him up as a potential devil and certainly giving you this little richard herring of just having you know the broken beer bottle around him but i don't think it should be what I think is really good about this is Hangman Page, he's come off a loss. You know, that there is no bones about it. He was sort of hurt by the fact that he lost two matches on the bounce to Swerve, particularly when he's meant to be in there avenging his family, and he loses. He, lo- he loses something, but they feel like they've instantly heated him up again because he has entered the Max first. Yeah. It's the Max effect. It makes Hangman relevant again. It's also another world title contender mm. that Max is having to deal with. But I, I g- genuinely, I'm fine with it being Hangman Page. I get what you're saying, that it might not be the best. I mean, We've never seen him as a heel. Well, yeah, we have seen him as a heel back in the Bullet Club days. Pretty one-dimensional. But that was a different hangman. Yeah, he was pretty one-dimensional he as a was baby just, yeah, just, in, in the early days of AEW. He wasn't the performer he is today. So I actually think, yeah, why not? Turn him into a mega heel, make him badass. I mean, yeah. It's not like, I don't, I don't think it'll hurt your ticket sales. You know, like when you turn Austin heel and mm. it hurts your ticket sales and it hurts your pay-per-view buy rates and this and the other. It hurts your merchandise numbers. I don't think that would happen. I think it's a different age. But I think you lose something in not having Hangman as that forever babyface of AEW. Like, he is the babyface of AEW. In the way that we always thought that MJF would be the heel of AEW, Hangman will be the guy who was always a babyface. Well, that's why it makes sense to inversely correlate them. The moment moment Max started to turn babyface, you can say that's when Hangman just got these urges to cheat. Yeah, I mean, I, I, he's got a dark side. He has, yeah, maybe. I don't, I, yeah, you know, I think you'd have to do a pretty good argument to convince me that it's a good idea. Because um, also, you've got to try and stop me from thinking it's Britt Baker, which, <laughs> you know, it is. It's going to be Britt Baker. I'm, just, I'm, I'm saying that now. It's, it's going to be Britt Baker. That's why she's complaining on Twitter. That's why she's complaining yeah. on Twitter. Uh, and I think Jungle Boy is also a, uh, and I, I think that's why the, the story was planted in the dirt sheets that a, we're just we're struggling to think of creative things to do with Jungle Boy because they've already got a creative thing mm, for him. He's, mm. he's one of the devils. What did you think of the devils? The little <laughs> the little gang of mar- devil mask wearing 
Well, jabrones who I, surrounded Samoa Joe. I will just tell you because I'll repeat verbatim uh, what Kenny Omega thought of them. Um, let's see here, Kenny, Kenny Omega is um, he's tweeting about Dynamite again, so nice. you know, that, that's nice to see. Uh, he said of the masked men, uh, Putty's attacked Joe and abruptly teleported <laughs> away. MJF couldn't um, couldn't help because he was possibly passed out drunk backstage. I saw the bottle. Could this be the work of Rita Repulsa or perhaps Lord Zed himself? I want answers. Yeah, Power Rangers references. They do feel quite Putty Patrol. That's that's the problem. We've not done a show for two weeks, but when they attacked Joe and Max last week. They came off a bit. Look, retribution is a strong word, and no one here is saying retribution. <laughs> but, but it, they're in the same league. Yeah, the way they're being presented currently. Oh, they're interfering with the production desk. Oh, they get chased away and don't really have any physical impact. Yeah, when it got to the tag match, I wrote down Samoa Joe and MJF versus the Masked Men mm. in all caps because I suddenly realised, oh, I'm not taking this very seriously because they just do. They feel a little bit like oh, they're foot soldiers. They're these just little like you know robot henchmen that are just sort of running around and stuff. The strobe, the strobe lighting effect doesn't help either. Yeah. You know, but when it's revealed to be Jack Perry and Sammy Guevara, then they'll feel like actual stars again. <laughs> I yeah, I I don't love the presentation of the goons nope. over the last two weeks, and I did feel a bit cheated—not cheated by you know not getting any storyline development, at least with Max and Joe and this. No, it was just there to be it, the storyline development is again that Samoa Joe is supposed to be this bodyguard for mm. MJF at the moment because he wants him at a hundred percent going into World's End, which is why he like Samoa Joe got between MJF and Hangman Page yeah. during their promo segment to be like, Max, we have got other things to be focused on. Stop trying to get into fights with Hangman Page. CM Punk couldn't even get into a fight with him. He had to fight the Omega and the Young Bucks instead. Um and then he wasn't there to protect Max from getting knocked out with the, the ball. So you might have a story next week where it's like, maybe Max is now fit enough to compete at World's End. Because we did, I think we, one of the segments that's on Advertise for Dynamite is we will hear from Samoa Joe. Which is not what I want from Winter is Coming. I thought we were going to get a more intriguing angle here to set up something big at Winter is Coming, which is next week. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, Winter is Coming doesn't feel like Winter is Coming. This no. Week. Uh, this is this was one of the first weeks where I've been a bit like, ah, I would have liked something this time. Yeah, because it's, it's giving you something else mm. as opposed to the main World's End story, which is part of the World's End story, but it's also setting up something else. Yeah. But overall, like I, I'd love the Hangman page tease. I love that backstage <laughs> segment. Let's see what you all think on the Omega. Ch oh, no, before we do that, let's say thank you to our wonderful sponsor, Geology, for this episode. So. I'm a dad. You're a dad. I don't have a lot of time, really, in my day and in my routine because I've got to clean up poopy nappies and stuff. I've got to try and get the kid up. Just trying to get her to brush her teeth mm. in the morning before I have to take her to the nursery. So what I need is I need a skincare routine that effectively just does it for me. And that is geology. You're going to really struggle there because I'm the one that's in focus, unlike yesterday's news. So... Geology is a service. You go onto their website. Sorry, it's because I've, I've that's been traveling in my bag. That's why <laughs> I brought this in from home. In an accident. <laughs> um, 
So what it is, is you go onto their website and you fill out this questionnaire. The questionnaire will ask you what you want to get out of your skincare regime. And then they will tell you what you need and they will give you things. So for example, within this, I have got eye cream because I've got really bad bags under my eyes from a lack of sleep of being a dad. So, and that's one of the things I asked for and they've given that to me. Not only that, they give you exactly what you need to do with this, how much you need to use, when you need to use it. And this is a set that was specifically designed for my needs. Mm. And since I've been using it, people have told me, your skin looks so much better now. Genuinely does. Thank you very much. And it's been a really, really good service. They've been a great sponsor for us over the years as well. We've been working with Jolgy now for a number of years, and you can get 70% off your trial set by using our promo code wrestle 70 use the link in the video description down below or by going to this qr code right here yeah i've also been using it for a couple of years since they've started sponsoring us and yeah all the like dried skin bits i become more aware of can treat it better particularly over the colder months i just get all this dry skin around here so slap on the moisturizer which means, so I'm just going to break a couple of things down for you. Because mm. not only is it 70% off your, your trial set, you can also get up to an additional 50% off any add-ons and stuff. Whoa! So that means, this is a direct quote, that means you are getting over $49 in products for just $15. Jesus. Christmas is a time to save money. Yeah. Well, the holidays is a time to save money. Get it for a friend or a, a partner yeah. or a, a family member. That Actually, at 15 bucks, that's almost Secret Santa levels of like budget. Yeah. Which means you, there's, what a great Secret Santa present that is. What a passive-aggressive way to tell your <laughs> colleague at work they've got dry flakes of skin on their eyebrows. Um, I would also just add as well, because someone has a... a Asked me in the, the comments, uh, a nappy is what we refer to as a di what you would refer to as a diaper. Oh, yes. uh, we we call nappies over here. In the <coughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Well, let's get into our Omega chat. Andy Sandbox here with a big, generous chat. Thank you very much. MJF really shouldn't be making more enemies right now. Seriously, though, Hangman has been busy with Swerve. I don't think it's a believable angle that Hangman has been dealing with home invasions and also plotting MJF's demise. It's an obvious red herring, and I'm going to predict that the devil is Adam Cole and a reunited, undisputed era with Wardlow because it's all been Adam's plan the whole time. If not that, how do you feel about a heel Adam Cole with the Bucks again? Would love to see them scumbag it up. Roderick Strong's segment was, in the best way possible, I can say this, hilariously rough. He's never been a promo guy, but watching him in real time lose his train of thought and having commentary giggle made it fun to watch. Next, Strong! Yeah, it's not, it wasn't Roddy's finest work. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, a couple of those points. I'm... I go through phases of wanting Cole to be the devil and not. Currently, I'm I'm in a don't want him to be the devil mode. Yeah, I don't think I want it to be Cole, um, <laughs> which might make the heartbreak all the more palpable when it, if it is him that's revealed. You know, yeah. the, the the one friend that Max had turned out to be the one that's been messing up, messing him around. Like it all all signs point to Cole, but that's also why I feel like it's Britt Baker. <laughs> Whipster 180. Honestly, a bad one at that. Totally not believable. I would be incredibly excited for Hangman to enter the world title scene, though, because that would mean Swerve too. So if this is a big, a bad angle to move us into a better one, I'm all for it. Few people, yeah, don't seem like they like even the suggestion of Hangman as the oh, devil. I think you were going to say there were a lot of people who didn't like that backstage segment. Don't mean really surprised. Well, like, sounds the- like the same sentiment. Because when I. Like when we finished the show, I, I watched it in the office today. You said, like, what did you think? And I was like, the best thing on that show was Hangman MJF. Loved that yeah. segment. It was so good. It's like that brief interaction we got with Max and Kenny Omega a couple of months back. We're like, oh, my God. Well, a little bit like when Swerve and Hangman first interacted. Yeah. And you're like, oh. I want this. I want that. Uh, Adam West's lapdog. MJF was surrounded by broken glass. Jack Perry is the devil confirmed. Wait. The broken glass is from a beer bottle. Hangman is the devil confirmed. Wait, someone has beer and broken glass. Stone Cold is the devil confirmed. Oh man, imagine this. The WWE have got this dream match on their hands of Punk and Stone Cold Steve Austin. But AEW, we may have lost Punk, but we'll sign Steve God. Austin instead. Can you imagine hearing the glass shatter <laughs> in AEW? I'm the devil. It was me, you stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> Choco Joe, since the story began, Hangman has been my pick as the devil. The motivation could be that for years he has been set up as AEW's overarching hero, but has now seemingly been replaced by MJF. Could evolve the cowboy character to be more eerie and cult-like. That's that's how I'm feeling with it too. I'm excited. Will Campbell, hey guys, I've kind of missed Hangman in the main event scene, and if it is him, it's an awesome way for him to get back into it. Also, Tony Storm's current gimmick continues to be amazing, and I love how much AEW is committing to the bit. Cheers. Yeah, you uh, you like the Tony Storm segment this week? It's still not 100% to my tastes, but I, I agree. They are committing to the bit 
and I cannot fault them now for it. So when I sat down to, to watch this episode, I was, I was halfway through it because I watched like the first half of it this morning. And Pete said, have you watched the whole show? And I said, no, 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 I'm just up to the Tony Storm Sky Blue match. And Pete said, Ollie, like really like the Tony Storm stuff this week. Which, you know, it's kind of out of character for him. And I was like, huh, I wonder what it was. And then Riho returned. And I was like, oh, there it is. It it's was because, before Riho. Riho came back that he liked this segment. I was enjoying it before Riho. Uh Jake WTW, I do feel like Hangman is a red herring. I have thought it, that it could be Swerve ever since Full Gear. After the match, Swerve cut a promo on Twitter and he said, Hangman, you can't take me to hell. I already have real estate there. Could be looking too much into that line. And it could just be a callback to their promo the week before, but I thought it was interesting. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah, that whole kind of hell motif they kept referring to as part of their feud. I mean, that's why I think it's a strong case for Hangman. Justin, Going into this week, it felt like we'd get closer to revealing the devil or maybe one of his goons. Instead, this week just teased, it might be Paige, and just seems like they need to pad an extra week of TV and don't want to progress the story yet. That is how I felt about the tag match I, payoff. I felt this was a progression. Mm. I felt this was moving the story along by introducing a new potential candidate for it. Yeah, you are right. I guess it, it, was, a, it was a not so much a progression. It felt like a sidestep. Um. Yeah, maybe. I, I I feel a sidestep would be if Joe and MJF just beat the goons. Like if they just had a tag match and they won. Ace is an eight style. I would say this storyline has not progressed. Mm. But because they have moved the story or added a new element to the story, I feel that is progression. Uh, where am I at? John Arias, Menberg for four months. I know. Th I know the beer bottle could lean to it being Hangman, but a bottle. It's made of glass. And that was a lot of broken glass there. Jack Perry, anyone? What you need now is for someone to reference Crimea River mm. in a, a promo. And the signs will all be there. I'm just Marcus says, Luke, with your TNA brain, it's like a condition. <laughs> you've overlooked the obvious. The dark cryptic promos, the beer bottle weaponry. Clearly, the devil is James Storm reviving his old Death Crew Council gimmick. Great work, guys. Jam that chat. Could you imagine if it was James Storm, though? No. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I, I actually can't. can't. I love James Storm, though. Yeah. Let's get into the play-by-play. -play. The opening match was the classic... Continental classic matchup of John Moxley versus Roosh. I thought they were going to f on each other hard, like Briscoe Roosh the previous week. But it was actually a more slow-paced, stiff chop. I guess more of an Ishii paced match as opposed to a Roosh paced match. Yeah, Roosh was not just like I'm just going to knee you in the face now. Deal with this <laughs> is Roosh's style of working. <laughs> well, I think that the, the deal with this element they had was at the referee, where it's like, we're just going to keep fighting outside the ring. What are you going to do about <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah. No, no, counter set. Come on. Yeah. Come are, on. <laughs> are you going to counter draw, are you? Would you imagine what will happen if you counter draw for us? <laughs> um, I'm not saying I, did. I actually really enjoyed this match. But yeah, that it was a bit much when they were out in the in the crowds for so long. And the commentators tried to cover like, well, you know, the referee wants to be a bit lenient. It's referee leniency. And I'm like, look, <laughs> I like this tournament because of the really restrictive rules people have to work inside yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, And that was, so that was, 
But it's still a really good match. And did you see the sign in the crowd? I did. Well, I saw it during Tony Storm's entrance, so I did ah. not see it um, uh, at the start of the show. Well, thank you very much, random Canadian man who held up a sign that said, I love Ollie Davis. Well, there was O-L-L-I-E Davis. Could be another so Ollie could, Davis. Could be another yeah. one. You yeah. know, it could be just his partner at home. I, I don't care how people spell my name. But <laughs> it has been written on screen for about six years. <laughs> <laughs> really good finish. There, there was a few back and forth taunts. You know, Tranquillo pose from Roosh and then John Moxley double middle fingers. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, really good finish. Uh, Roosh goes for the bull's horns. Mox explodes out of that with a Lariat Death Rider, you know, like the full-on up into the air Death Rider. Kick out, great near fall. This is the same as the... Uh, oh, who did he face last week? Uh, Moxley. Yeah. Moxley last week beat... He opened the show. Swerve. Uh, was it Lethal last week? No, that was the first match. So was it Briscoe then? Maybe it was... Is he? Had, I don't know. She's had the Briscoe match. No, yet. I don't think he's had the Briscoe. So match. I thought it was Lethal last week. I feel like Lethal was the open. Anyway, <laughs> whatever it was, it was the same finish as last week. Where kick out straight into the choke, and uh, Roosh passed out. Referee calls for the bell, and as soon as the bell rings, Roosh wakes up like, "Okay, that's what." <laughs> And he really saw, I liked that. That yeah. was very well done. He was really annoyed that the referee called for the finish because in his mind that was not the finish. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. And I also really like right at the start of this, uh, Mox took this gnarly bump on his shoulder and they were putting over because he's hurt the knee going into this match as well. So he is the one who is taking the most beating seemingly in all of the, the, the C2 matches. He's the one who is, apart from Danielson obviously, he is like it's taking a little off of him every single time as opposed to swerve strickland who spoilers also on nine points feels fresh as a daisy and they're the ones who are clashing mm-hmm. next week although he does have that that shoulder taped up shoulder from the hangman match yeah uh, to i mean target. In, in comparison yeah i love i love i love the it was brisco last week it was brisket. I love the Continental Classic so far. It's not had the sort of match of the year contenders, not even close. I know. I, I kind of thought it would be like the G1, but just the the stakes, the compounding storytelling from week to week. I'm getting more out of it every episode. Yeah, same here. Like I, I loved the C2 on Collision mm. uh, this past week, and I, I love it here as well. Uh, I'm having a great time with this. You're right. Like we haven't had the. I think the Danielson Kingston match is the closest we've had. Like it's the best match of the tournament so far. Um, but I don't think it is like no one's gonna nominate it in our mm. end of year awards. Let's put it that way. I just wish I could follow it though. <laughs> <laughs> You're telling me you get three points for it? Why don't you just get two points for a win? And what's a draw? <laughs> is it the grid system? No, that you're, you're, it's, it's, you. it's incredibly simple to understand <laughs> I don't know why people are struggling with it This is on you It's on you if you can't follow This very clearly explained tournament It was um, Will Washington had my favourite Will Washington who works for AEW I brought this on with the Collision podcast He just said Look if you're struggling to follow the table Just look at the column on the end It's got the total scores for you But Luke Brody King has nine points But he isn't at the top of that table What? Now the table doesn't move order Because it's a round robin tournament 
I, I there was a bit when I was watching some of these matches this morning where I just thought, can't we just do this all the time? <laughs> can't the whole year just be like a hundred or a forty-person league? Everyone faces everyone, and it's just like so. You want a, you want the football? You want the Premier League? The Premier League for like a six-month run of AEW television. I. I which is kind of what they wanted to do with the ranking system, but they never properly stuck to it. Yeah. <clears throat> but, oh, God, I'm, I'm loving, I'm really enjoying this. Uh, we got a cool video package with uh, the Jays. Oh, yeah. Jay White and Jay Lethal, their history. I love that the, the, the point of this wasn't just that White is one and one in this tournament so far. He's one and one with Lethal in their like career mm. uh, history. This will be the third match, the third singles match they've ever had. Roderick Strong then comes onto the ramp with the kingdom and to talk to Rene, he had requested this interview time. Uh, you would have thought he'd have prepared a bit more for it. <laughs> I liked it. I thought I'd like, I love Roddy's performance. I don't yeah. care if he stumbled over a few bits. Um, and he's, he's continued his gimmick now into just shouting anyone's name. Yeah. Did you, uh, did you, Samoa! Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Rene! Dasha! Uh, and he... He, he he had this great line where he's like, I'm sick of living with the consequences of my decisions. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you've learned nothing. <laughs> but he, he presented it like he was this noble baby face. I, all the struggle I've faced, I'm done with it. Particularly as well, because you've got Baven and uh, Tennis. Baven. Baven. <laughs> you've got Beavs and Butthead standing behind him, like holding their neck with their arms in the air doing the neck strong thing. It is the goofiest act, but I do enjoy them. I love it. Yeah, Taven's giraffe hoodie he had yeah. as well for the next strong mascot. And he, he stood up. He said he's been held back far too long, stood up out the wheelchair. Everyone else is like, well, yeah, you've wrestled matches. But the kingdom like, oh, my <laughs> God. Uncollision when he dove into the ring after the kingdom's match and just hit his <laughs> running knee and then leaped back out of the ring and fell into the chair and stuff. It's it's very good comedy. I, I I'm really loving it. I, I'm such a I've always been a huge fan of Roddy, and right now he is. I th I think he could have a really good 2024. Yeah. Um. Then, then we, we a, then yeah. we had the backstage thing with uh, MJF, Samoa Joe, Hangman Page. Really made the living universe of AEW outside the wrestling ring feel mm -hmm. fully fleshed out. Mark Briscoe versus Swerve Strickland. Mark Briscoe needed to win this match. Yeah, he was in, in order to still, like if he'd won here, it doesn't put him in contention, but if he loses, he's completely out of the running. It's mathematically impossible for him to get anywhere in the league. And he lost. He sure did, because Swerve Strickland also up to nine. Like they are the leaders of the pack in the Gold League, both Moxley and Swerve on nine. Really like the match. Uh, the very decent match. Swerve working slightly heel because you have to against Mark. Like who's gonna who's gonna boo Mark Briscoe? Yeah, and well, that Swerve's a heel anyway. Yeah, well, Swerve he's he has worked face the last couple of matches. Mm. In fact, in fact, all the matches it's lethal and Jay White so far. He's worked face, yeah. and the crowd have treated him as treated him as such. But this one here, he, he just works slightly heel. But I, I think we're gonna have to start considering him a tweener face soon. I loved the <coughs> the super the suplex over the barricade mm. to the floor, like a really really gnarly bump. And the, the finish was so so good because Briscoe got the knees up off the four fifty to lead to a near fall, and he runs wild, goes up for the froggy bow. 
but Swerve gets the knees up on that for another great near fall. And when they did the five-minute call, I thought they might go to a draw. I thought this could be our first draw. Wait, there's there been any draws in the gold no, no, bracket? No, not in the blue league. Blues, yeah, sorry. Uh because I, I just didn't want Mark to lose. Yeah, I, was I didn't really want Swerve pulling. to lose either. I was really pulling for Mark. That's kind of like the, the brilliance of doing this sort of round robin tournament. You have people you want to see do well. Like I wanted to see Mark do well in this tournament. Yeah, so to have him lose three on the trot, uh, so Moxley, Roosh, and and Swerve here. I just uh, that yeah, I've you know I've got my quibbles with the booking of of the tournament so far and this would be one of them i'd have him have a, a draw not have two people get counted out on this same episode because we had jay lethal lose as well the here is here's my counter to that because mm. it's only just occurred to me that might be the final match of this tournament of of the gold league rather is briscoe versus jay both of them on zero points and obviously with the history that they've got, mm. like, you know, they had the the, the Jay uh, tribute match earlier this yeah. year. But the thing they were putting over on commentary so hard on this is that, because Mark, like, Mark can't win the league now. Mathematically, he cannot win the league or even get close to winning the league. But he still needs to perform because he needs to show that he belongs in the league next year. So now you're going to have this match between Mark and Jay, both on zero point, desperately, desperately trying to get a win because they want to have another crack at this next year. And I think that's actually going to have quite a lot of really good emotional stakes to that match. I like that story. I think you could have done that with having Mark get eliminated next week and so, not have them both get eliminated here. That's fair. It just reduces the, the potential winners early on. Uh, and also a lot of technical pins... It's just like people aren't winning with their finishes as much. I feel like it's because they're trying to protect mm -hmm. the competitors because you can't have the outside interference. But I would, I would prefer some just straight-up finisher-led finishes. Well, he won with the swerve stomp. Uh, no, he didn't. Was it a roll-up? DVD. Oh, no, he did win with a swerve stomp on this. Sorry, that's my yeah. fault. It's because there were the near falls earlier. We had, we had, uh, it was we J had Jay. Jay won with a, a roll up. And I think that only, that only stood out to me because the Tony Storm match that came before also ended with a roll that's up. That's why I made that note. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, really good stuff. Mariah May tells Renee that she she's not going to reveal who her debut match is against. I think that's next week. Is it? It's Well, whenever it is. Yeah. Uh, because tonight is all about Storm referencing all about eve then that led into samoa joe and mjf not versus the devil and friend uh but we got a mox promo after that backstage cut to him a bit early he was brooding brooding for it and he's about to cut a promo on the c2 when swerve walks in and they have a little bit of a back and forth and they all wrestle next week. Both of the guys on nine points wrestle next week. I wonder if that's your draw. Mm, yeah. And then they both go to ten. And then they, that'll probably be your final again, I guess. Yeah. But that's that's a. I mean, that'd be really rad. Uh, I loved Mox's promo. Uh, look, I expected to be three and zero. Oh. I expect to be five and zero. Oh. Bitch, I'm the ace of the world. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to suggest, well, maybe Hangman interferes in that match. Moxley. Swerve, two people he's got big, big history with even this year, but no outside interference. No, you can't do. Also, like those are two people he's had <laughs> Texas death matches with this year. One he ended up respecting, the other one he ended up hating. Oh yeah. 
After that, we got Tony Storm versus Sky Blue. Really fun packaging here. I mean, we don't get Turner Classic movies over here, so I'm not familiar with Ben Mankovich, but he's obviously like that's a really nice idea to for him to introduce Tony Storm's entrance. Felt like a pay per view level yeah, entrance. It really did. Like it was. Yeah, I, he's not someone I'm particularly familiar with because we don't have that here in the UK, but RJ City was very excited about it. We so, got the idea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I got what they were going for. And then, so yeah, we've already alluded to this. I, Despite me loving classical Hollywood cinema, I'm just not into this character. Um, it's, is it not uh, French expressionist enough for you when you talk about your classic cinema love? French expressionism. <laughs> It's actually French poetic realism, if we're going to get into, <laughs> into the nitty gritty of Jean Renoir. But I, I, I applaud them for how coherent this is. But what I, what I took against, really, was the Sheeda match, where I felt like this Sheeda title reign, it's the women's championship on pay-per-view, and it's treated like a second fiddle to this, you know, stuff that wasn't vibing with me with Tony Storm. But this match... It just got the balance right for me. Mm -hmm. The offense, the bits of the gimmick within her offense. But also, I enjoyed the wrestling match as a wrestling match. Yeah, it was a very, very good match. I really enjoyed these two working together. And uh, Tony had some new things within her arsenal. She, yeah, she did a big wind-up punch, as I'm just demonstrating there. Really popped me. <laughs> uh, she also had a moment when she got a, a little piggyback off of Luther and sort of dragged uh, Sky Blue off the apron. Yeah, very, very fun. It's silly stuff, right? But I enjoyed that. I also very much enjoyed Sky Blue doing the hip attack. She did sweet cheeky mm. music of her own. Um, and Storm kicked out of the Code Blue before hitting sweet cheek music, the uh, the most devastating move in all of professional wrestling. But then Sky Blue reversed the, the Storm Zero pile driver. Like right away. Right away. And I was like, whoa, like into a jackknife. <laughs> and then Storm rolled that through into a pin of her own uh, with a very deep cradle for the win. I, I thought it was a very, very good match. And Tony Storm, there was also earlier, going into the break, I believe, Tony Storm hit her sort of running hip attack into the barricade. Yeah. And Sky Blue just sold it like she was dead. Really, really liked this. And this is, and then Rio made her return afterwards. So there was a yeah. face-off there, setting up, you know, Rio's tri-monthly <laughs> return and then... He's on board. Go away <laughs> It's a private joke. That's a, that, that's a joke that will make sense in about th two weeks' time when the video goes out. <laughs> but yeah, she's just, let's be honest, she's here to uh, work a couple of weeks, lose and disappear for six months again. So I think the key to this is they put over on commentary, Mariah May disappeared. So Mariah May was at ringside for this match because she wanted to be there to see her idol, the person she respects the most, get this win. And But once the match finished, she was no longer there. And then Riho came out. What if Mariah May setting all of this up? She set Riho up to come down and, and set herself up as a challenger. Mm. And they'll all be from stardom. Yeah, they've all got that connection. Because Mariah May opens every promo. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mariah May. I'm from Stardom. It's like, hi, I'm The Miz. I'm a X-time world champion. I'm main event in WrestleMania. I'm a two-time Grand Slam winner. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, another thing we should point out. In the match, they kept cutting to black and white for Tony's close-ups. Yeah. Didn't work every time. But again, I appreciated the effort. 
Uh, I said this on <laughs> Raw as well. I can't remember what I said this in reference to, where it's like, it's not something I'm, uh, I love at the moment, but I cannot deny that it's over, mm. in which case it is working. Yeah. This is over. Yeah. yeah. This character is over over with the audience like they are really no matter every time she goes out this crowd really like to see tony storm yeah and it's it's good for the women's division because although it's only one match for for the episode again this felt like a nutritious meal Mm. as opposed to just the table scraps the women's division usually gets thrown yeah yeah this was like this was something of substance this was not a three minute abaddon versus kira hogan (laughs) match that we had on collision Abaddon's another one, isn't she? Like, returns to win a number one contenders match. Disappears away. For wow, she's months. back again. Is she? Yeah, she she won on Collision and set up a TBS feud with Julia Hart. And now she's she's on Rampage this week. Wow. You know, and well, you know, she's not going to be Julia Hart. But, and then we'll probably see her again in October around Halloween. We got a Christian Adam Copeland video package. Really good stuff. Yep. Once again, pointing out that Christian is the baby face in this story. <laughs> Mostly photos. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's, you know, large portions of that career you can't show videos of. Yeah, they didn't even like, you know, <laughs> reach out to TNA to get some of the TNA footage. Uh, then we got Jay versus Jay. Come on, Jay. The yeah, I would say that this uh, this Canadian crowd were not all that into this match, and were more into what Jay chance can we start? Yeah, this crowd were having fun that both men in the ring were called Jay. Uh, well. Th- Look, that's unfortunately the case of Jay Lethal in this tournament. It's predictable he's not going to win. Mm-hmm. It, I really, I love Jay Lethal as well. I, do, I think including him in this was a mistake. Again, I think this is it's part of a bigger picture. Like I was talking about with Briscoe earlier, because what they were putting over on commentary is Lethal is not doing well in this tournament because he has spent the last year and a half relying on Jeff and Satnam Singh and Sanjay Dutt. And he's now got to a point in his career where he can't do it on his own. So he is going to use he's going to have to use the tournament to learn that this is that what he's been doing previously has not been working for him to go into a new direction. So someone else should be in his place. No, it's, it's because like but you're using this tournament to create a character-driven narrative. Hmm. I feel like the the problem for me is is the selection of the wrestlers for the tournament, whereas that's something that comes from the tournament yeah but that's using a tournament for mm. uh for greater purposes than just having some good matches well we'll see i guess i've got no faith that they'll follow oh, up on that Jay Lethal. <laughs> i mean it'll, it'll all be on rampage but um yeah. this, was, this was a decent match uh it got really good by the end i thought again because even though Jay lethal losing is predictable and i'm not particularly into his run in the in the c2 it's like this was him he had to win yeah, it was a desperation mm. moment for him. I actually, I'd said on collision, I thought he might get the win here, uh, or at least at the very least take out Jay White to a draw. Um, but no, White got the win here. Didn't even get to the five minutes remaining mark. He just got the win with a very, very deep roll-up. Lots of reversals. Uh, I, I, I very much enjoyed this. Mm. They, as I said, like they, they did get the crowd into it by the end. They sort of got them to stop their Jay chants. And what it ended up being was just a small pocket of people were still chanting hardcore country while the rest of it, while everyone else was just enjoying the wrestling in the ring. We got a rundown for next week's episode where the Von Eriks are going to be on Dynamite. Christian Cage is already writing his material. Oh, I didn't even think! <laughs> oh, Christian, no. Christian Cage being a bit like, <laughs> Oh, my God. He won't even have to say a word. He'll stand on the top of the ramp smirk and the crowd are just going to already start chanting holy 
Excellent. Also announced, which I'm far more excited by, Hangman versus Roderick Strong. Yeah. That is some devil plate spinning right there. It's good, right? I mean, I'm well into that. I'm a li- really excited for Mox versus Swerve. Yeah. Because like, I think like that's the match now for the, the Gold League because they're both on nine. The co- oh, man, I'm so excited to see what comes out of that match next week. Yeah, so lo- Loki, again, Dynamite's on banging form right now. I was really excited about this episode because of the main event. I'm really excited about next week because of those matches you just listed. But yeah, Copeland versus Christian was the main event for the TNT title in Montreal, not Toronto, as I've written here. 40 years in the making, someone had a sign in the crowd that said, Outfather everyone. (laughs) (laughs) That's my sign of the week. That's a great sign. Had a real big fight feel. Yeah. The Justin Roberts doing the ring announcing. Crowd was super hot Mm. for this as well. A lot of time was given to them. And I love that they just face off before they touch and edge just slaps him gets him in a choke like, mm, blood feud i particularly enjoyed R- christian worming his way out of this match or attempting to worm his way out very early doors went for a low blow that uh, copeland blocked because he was trying to get himself dq to just end this match now uh before the commercial break he attacked him outside threw him over the barricade grabbed the referee and threw him back in the middle like start the count start the count start yeah. the count and then he was also targeting edge's neck yeah you know maybe to cause a dq like just Christian is otherworldly good as your classic horrible heel. I saw someone on Twitter today uh, say, you can tell that Christian Cage was leading this match because it's Edge's best match in years. Oh, that's unfair. I just, I just had loads of good <laughs> matches recently. Um, but the, the finish was really exciting. There was a, a spear attempt into a kill switch. Christian went for a spear. Edge dodged and kind of struck the ref, but not enough to get the ref down. So Christian, behind the ref's back, just kicked Bryce Remsburg in the balls. Just as hard as he could. He was like, just get out of here. And and Taz is like, oh, he's been yambagged. <laughs> <laughs> is that an expression? It's of your Taz. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Christian, great heel act there. Goes outside, gets the title, comes in. He's going to use the title on edge, but they run the ropes double spear i i really thought they were going to do a visual pin gimmick here you know give give copeland the visual pin because okay but like no they just did a mm. both hit the spear at the same time and time itself imploded for a small moment and then they're both down and out comes shana is her name nick wayne's mom yeah shana wayne shana wayne shana wayne shana wayne she came down to the ring uh and she got the title belt and I, I, I've seen some people quite down on this. Oh, like who? Well, I saw some people in the, the comments earlier being like, uh, it was a very weak title belt shot. And for me, I think my, my criticism I have against it is like, I think she telegraphed it just too much. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Like, this was not as good as when Nick Wayne did it to Darby Allen. Mm. Like, when Nick Wayne turned on Darby Allen, not in that way, it was a genuine, like, whoa! Granted, I think a lot of people called that Shayna Wayner was going to do a turn, but she telegraphed it far too much in the ring. I I thought she was going to turn. I expected her to turn, but I would have preferred her to have the physicality of someone who looked like they were actually going to hit Edge. Uh, oh, Christian? Christian, I mean. Yes. Yeah, because her body was half turned towards. Yes, yeah. and kept looking at Adam. <laughs> kept looking. Is he up? 
is yep and then like turning her body to it was like <laughs> and i'm gonna do nope and you go back and because christian's there sending me like no not me not me i i thought christian was doing great work mm. yeah and it was, she was just slightly out of body position but she did uh, attack copeland uh, you would say she turned heel on him but let's be honest Edge turned heel on her last week. Yeah, because Christian's the babyface in the story. <laughs> I, I don't want to keep harping on about this, but he really is. He is the guy that can to keep scratching and clawing to get opportunities, and Adam Copeland just keeps swooping in and stealing them away from him. Let's zoom back a bit more as well. So, from Shana Wayne's perspective, Shana, Shana Wayne's perspective, Shana Wayne, <laughs> uh, her son got in with Darby, and you know they're they're best friends. He's got signed, and then. Darby's best mate, A.R. Fox, brutally assaulted Nick Wayne. Yeah. And Nick Wayne's like, that's out of order. And Darby's like, nah, it's cool. (laughs) (laughs) After also, like, Swerve and A.R. Fox destroyed pictures of Buddy Wayne, Shana's unfortunately past husband and Nick's uh, unfortunately past father. And then, yeah, fast forward, Darby tripped up Nick Wayne. He busted his teeth out. Yeah. And then Copeland concertoed Nick Wayne in front of his crying mother just last week and then Copeland celebrated. Yeah. Not the baby face in this story. Whereas Christian has taken Nick in. He's looking after him. He's looking after him. Sure, he's not very nice to kill Switch, but he's being lovely to Nick Wayne. Yeah. I am (laughs) very much looking forward to what I imagine is going to be their next piece of merchandise, which will be the family portraits. And it will be Christian, Shayna, uh, Nick, and Killswitch. And it's going to be really, really funny. Stacey's mum has got it going on. That's the song by, funny enough, Fountains, Fountains of, of Wayne. Wayne. That's what I was just putting together. <laughs> yeah. The Fountains of Nick Wayne. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, I think obviously Christian then went on to win, not just by, not from that title shot because it was quite weak, but he stamped on. Uh, Edge's head on the title. Yeah, he hit the unprettier and then stomped on his head with the title belt. Very good. I thought it was a very, very good finish to what was a really, really great match. Yeah, and it just sets up really exciting stuff for the future. I think this new family unit of Christian, Killswitch, Nick Wayne, and Shayna is going to be great TV. Yeah. Like, Christian is going to love Nick Wayne and Shayna's going to be like, I don't think she's like fully on board. She's just doing it for her son. So she's going to be upset. And Killswitch is just there like, I need to defend my mum. Yeah. <sighs> what if Killswitch starts referring to Shayna's mum? That would be, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Or when Nick says to <gasps> Christian, thanks, dad, in front of Shayna. Christmas is coming up. What if, I think they'll do like a, a, Christmas, Christmas, Christmas at Christian's house. We we wanted this before when I wanted Christian to take Nick Wayne to the dentist. <laughs> I, obviously, I'm behind it. Yeah. I get if they don't do it. Yeah, but that plus a Copeland home invasion and a Christmas tree present brawl. Yes, <laughs> only if. And I'm I'm deadly serious when I say this. And I know you're watching AEW. Only if Jeff Jarrett can produce the segment. Because <laughs> Jeff Jarrett will get what to do here. Yeah. And we all know Christian's getting speared through the Christmas tree. Yeah. The pine needles. <laughs> and that'd be Nick. It'd be Nick. Yeah, so because it's Nick there to eat the spears. Probably to set up the World's End rematch. <clears throat> Maybe you know, I've seen some people say in a cage. 
Oh, that's fun. To to block out the Christian family. Yeah, to bro- block off the patriarchy. That's fun. Yeah, the patriarchy. But yeah, really good episode of Dynamite. I gave it 80%. Yeah. Or a four out of five. A really, really strong four out of five episode. I, I, I had a great, great time <laughs> with the with this one. And uh, I'm really excited for next week. Excited for Collision slightly less. I'm getting a Kenny singles match. So five out of five show. But mm-hmm. um, I'm is the C2 stuff is what I'm really into on Collision at the moment. Before we get into our remaining Omega chats, let's say a big thank you to our wonderful Pledge Hammers on Patreon. Chris, Hellfire Brimstone. Infinite Crisis, Chris Jenkins. Chris, the Cypriot Sensation Patrol. All-Star Chuck Turner. Daniel Sweet Mexican Chocolate Abara. A tall, handsome guy who has goals in life, Delonte Blaine. Dr. Hook Nolan Evans. All Ego Ethan Wiley. Send me to heaven, Evan Reich. Olympiscateer <laughs> Fred Worst Always Shining Garrett Albright The Hurricane Gregory Helms You're going to want to head over and become a Patreon right now or if you're already a Patreon to up it to $10 because tomorrow we have a treat for you There is a Stay spe- tuned Stay tuned A very special treat dropping tomorrow at about 1pm GMT mm, mm. So those $10 level backers are getting something extra extra special and I'm really really excited about it Plus I think the poll is now closed. Let me quickly check for what you and I will be doing for Wrestle Talk Extra. Oh, yeah, that's our other show we do there. That is our other show. Let me just check. Has the poll closed? <coughs> Scroll. Come on, Patreon. The poll has ended. So I can reveal ROH Final Battle 2012. 16% of the votes. This is We're going to do a deep dive, long-form podcast review for Patreons only on whatever show wins. Armageddon 2008, 29% of the vote. Mm, because high. it was in a two-horse race with WCW Starcade 1997, which has won with 36% of the vote. And um, what's on that show? That's the Sting Hogan match. Oh, that's the one. It's the Bret with Nick Hart. Patrick. Yeah, it's the Bret Hart like first pay per view. Oh, that that Observer is going to be crammed. <laughs> it's WCW's biggest show ever, and they biffed everything they possibly could. <laughs> oh, it's going to be awesome to do that. Oh, that's good. I'm watching. I'm rewatching the rise and fall of WCW. At the oh, moment, really? So that I I can bring some information I've, to the party. I say because I've been listening to the uh, that Nitro mm. book which is really, really good as well. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, everything else uh, didn't come within an arse's roar That's of, of, of coming close to that. All right, well, let's get on with your Omega Chats. The Blue Dot says, Beer Bottle, Cowboy, his hunting, clearly the devil is Brock Lesnar. <gasps> Seems a bit chaotic. Subscribe to the new uh, uh, role-playing game channel, Chaotic Neutral. Yes, please go check out our new channel That's over there. Tabletop RPG. Spencer Trainer. Hey, boys, got to donate one more time. Apparently, Carl O'Reilly has been backstage. So what do you guys think about United M- United Empire, that would be? No, uh, Undisputed Era. Undisputed <laughs> My brain can't work. Uh, plus Kingdom and Wardlow for the devil. I'm excited to hear he might wrestle again after the rumours he was done. I adore Kyle. Cheers, boys. Yeah, I mean, Kyle was something like from the very like 
the first episode we did about the devil when he uh, they were first revealed on screen i was like kyle o'reilly makes a lot of sense like if he can come back if he's ready to go you put kyle in there with uh strong and cole all of a sudden yeah you've got the undisputed era minor maybe you can bring bobby fish back where's the lie where's the lie Golden Knights fan 84. Hey, Luke and Ollie. I don't know how people can jump to the conclusion that Hangman could be the devil. They've clearly spoiled it last week with the written segment on the Tron, alluring to, are you a hero, Max? It's Cole because that was a Borderlands reference. Hmm. I mean, I don't, don't think that's so... Such a big giveaway, yeah. but it's a, an interesting detail I hadn't noticed. Yeah, I'm not sure. <coughs> I don't know if that is as much for people to be like, how did you not see this? <laughs> Uh, Blake Whitehouse, big donation, thank you very much, says, So is Ring of Honor to AC- AEW what ECW was to WWE? Yes, we've we've made this take in the past, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, we were talking about this on the Collision podcast. Before you say, it's basically their NXT, ROH and ECW were both purchased by the hottest company at the time, only to quickly become a shell of its former self because they didn't know what to do with it. Both brands had gorgeous belts before being replaced with brand silver-plated belts. Both brands mainly pushed older guys... The company had no real plans to push. Kane and Big Show. Eddie turns 42 next week, and he is the youngest ROH champ since Tony Khan bought the company. As much as we want ROH to be AEW's NXT, ROH and NXT have a pay-per-view in less than two weeks, and no one cares about Final Battle. MJF has been the ROH tag champion for almost four months, and John Cena has appeared on NXT more times this year than MJF has on Ring of Honor. ROH is WWECW. Yeah, that's pretty much verbatim what we said on the uh, the Collision podcast yeah. uh, this past week. It's it is not it is their feeder system, you know, and they are calling up acts. The righteous were called up through uh, NXT through Ring of Honor, but it feels more like ECW. Yeah, it doesn't feel like a feeder system to me. It feels more like what Blake yeah. said there, which is a place to put the people you don't know what to do with. Yeah. Like that Athena's been down there for so long. Carrying when, that company. When your women's division on the main roster is crying out for 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 stars. Big, big acts. I'm just like... Look, I, I think next year Athena gets out of the ring of honor hole, mm. back up to the, the, the main roster, if you will. But, you know, like it is a, it's a place that has a world champion that's not there a lot a tag champ that's never there, a TV champ that just let go of the belt. Mm. Like, really, that, that place only has two titles. That's the Pure Championship and the Women's Championship. And it's funny, actually, because I was talking about because we were talking about this on the Collision podcast. I was like, the final battle, ticket sales are really poor. But what's funny, someone did actually bring this up in the comments, and it's something I do agree with, is that, yeah, ticket sales are poor, but it's also better than what Ring of Honor was doing before it went under. Yeah. So it's, In the pandemic. Well, even before then, like mm. it, it's it's kind of amazing to be like, man, Ring of Honor ticket sales are so low, and it's like three years ago, Ring of Honor would have loved to yeah, have had yeah. ticket sales that good. Yeah, but they didn't have so much exposure on national TV. Do I they have exposure on national TV well, now? To, to, yeah, way too much. <laughs> Johnny All In says, Adam, love Matt Taven's giraffe jumper. I'd say. Lovely little touch. Give this group a run with the trio's belts, Tony Khan. Great episode as always. Great crowd. Merry Christmas to the WrestleTalk squad. Well, that would require them to uh, care about the trio's belts. <laughs> Kid Cutty, AEW really been testing my patience and suspension of disbelief lately. Most of the matches are long and drawn out, with about 50 finishes, only four of them to win by roll-ups. Roddy and Tony Storm's gimmicks are still more aggravating than good, in my opinion. Imagine Christian just had a 40-year-old feud ending a Nick Wayne's mum light belt tap heel turn that only makes sense if you squint really hard or oh. use mental gymnastics 
uh, shake my head. Hangman was busy when this devil stuff was going on, too, so doubt it's him 60%. No, the next way mom actually makes the most sense. Yeah, I think what Kid Cudi is saying is just, like, from the physicality of the belt. Well, that wasn't the finish. Yeah, but yeah, I... Yeah, I I think I think that's quite harsh. Yeah. Well, I mean, Kid Cudi quite famously has never liked an episode of Dynamite. Yeah, yeah. So, I, 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 I don't I don't think this was ever going to be an episode that would turn him around. Uh, the next person's name has been lost, so please do tell the moderators, and we'll try and give you a a shout out. It's a Streamlabs issue. I don't care anything. I don't care about anything else. The most dangerous woman in wrestling and our goat, Riho, is back. Now all I need is the devil and the demons to be revealed as Maki Ito <laughs> in the undisputed era. Yes, I have an agenda, and it's hashtag Kawaii. Have you seen uh, Maki Ito? Is like I'm going to become Jim Cornette's best friend. Like that's <laughs> her new gimmick she wants to run with. That's brilliant. Jman8495, try that as his pin. Am I the only person confused? If Mark and Jay both lost, Excalibur said they are eliminated from contention in the uh, Classic, Continental Classic. Then why will they both announce for tournament matches next week? I'm very confused, lol. Great matches, though. Still think Max is the devil. Because it's a round-robin tournament, so you still need space. And they did say on commentary that they still are having matches. What they said was they can't win, Mm. but they are still in the league. I think the I think the the use of the word eliminated was was not the clearest they could have yeah, said it. What, yeah, eliminated from winning <laughs> is not a great yeah. turn of phrase. Jonathan Hedman, member for twenty seven months in a row. Uh, I might be in the minority, but I was underwhelmed with Dynamite. Felt somewhat slow and plodding, and it just didn't click with me. Have a nice day. Hmm. Um, Spencer Trainer. Hey guys, what an episode! Like <laughs> back and forth. Next week, the Von Erichs come back to Texas. Is it too much for Christian to come out with them and just, you know, and, you know, start talking? Also, I hope Mox and Swerve tie. Yeah. We'll keep I, them level. I think I think they have a tie next week. Uh, Dan versus Ollie. Book it, Vince. MJF's rogues gallery is starting to hit Batman levels. Yeah. Who's who in that? Obviously, Wardlow's Bane. Wardlow is Bane. Yeah, good shout. Um well, the devil would be Joker in this instance. I guess so. Well, I mean, Joe is literally Killer Croc in the, uh, <laughs> in the, uh, the video game. Would Adam Cole be like Hush if he does <laughs> turn out? This, this, is to, this, is, this requires a lot more thought. We'll get yeah. back to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like this, it. This is, a, this is a feature. <laughs> Justin, the Shane Wayne turn would have felt bigger if Excalibur didn't say, remember what Adam did to Nick as soon as she got in the ring. Kind of gave it away, in my opinion. The Bobby Heenan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whose side is he on? Well, I think that's uh, that's okay, though. It shows the commentary team aren't dumb. And Mike T says, Will Jack Perry be received back by the AEW fans as an ironic hero babyface that killed off CM Punk? Or would it make sense to bring him back as part of the patriarchy? How would you lads book his return? Thanks for your work. Always entertaining. Thank you very much. Um... No, I th- I don't think the the fans were all that much into Jack even before the 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 all in stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't think so. I don't think they would see him as a, the all conquering hero. I love the idea of him joining the patriarchy though. Yeah, and I mean, then yeah. Jungle Boy and Nick Wayne could be like this really really annoying tag team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kid Cuddy, please email at support at wrestletalk.com and our community manager is going to look into the matter there. Uh, Morland says Edge saved Shayna Wayne from being concertoed and told her son 
taught her son a deserved lesson after he wittingly handed Luchasaurus the chair to have a concertoed herself. How is Edge the heel? And what opportunities did he take from Christian? Which look at all the pushes <laughs> that Edge got uh, that Christian did not get. <laughs> Although the you know famous JR line about this, which Dan brought up on the Collision Podcast, is why did Edge get more pushes than Christian? Edge is six foot four. <laughs> Spencer Trainer again. I got to say that I hope Swerve and Mox draw because they kill each other and then they lose their next match after tearing each other up. My most anticipated match. Also Swerve for champ. Same here. Yeah, that's a that's a nice way of doing it. They both get ten points but then they don't win in, win any more. And then they'll probably face each other again because they'll be at the top. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's nice. Uh, Kid Cuddy again says, I don't hate watching. I say what people say in other podcasts that you guys skip over. Wanting them to do better isn't hate watching and don't appreciate you presenting me like that. What I say matters. <laughs> just maybe not to your demo. Just saying. It was, also, it was a joke. Yeah. But it, I think also there was, you know, there was, there was a lot there that you said in your initial chat that, you know, it's quite like, really like, what's the word? Over, overly critical of certain bits that, you know, you could look past. Yeah. For instance, the the little dinky shot from Shayna. If that ruins the whole angle for you, which I think has been a really well-constructed and foreshadowed angle, I, th- I don't think you're ever on board with the angle. But also, your, your, other, your two points were the Shayna thing didn't work and there were roll-ups which we also said on the show. Mm, yeah, good point. Uh, but yes, that's all we've got for today. Let's see what the overall score was. Uh, thumbs up, 83%, with 12% in the middle. And then the rest for thumbs down. Well, thank you very much. Please do go and check out our wonderful sponsor, Geology. I'm just going to shout Power Packers 90 here says, uh, the Riddler is Bobby Fish. <laughs> Where's the lie? Where's the lie? <laughs> uh, yeah, go check out our wonderful sponsors, Geology. Click in the link in the video description below or that QR code. But for now, I've been Ollie Davis. This has been Luke Owen, DAD. Jam that jam. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.